Well, folks, you're very welcome along this Monday evening for the TTM weekly show. And the <coughs> always, Gavin Kelly and Damien Harvey. Uh, no special guest tonight. Uh, I don't really need one because uh, the special guest is the return of football club action. And it was a busy, busy weekend. Busy weekend started off with, of course, the ladies on Friday night. <laughs> Sunday again, a uh, full uh, uh, program of games. And then again tonight, the ladies are back out. But a weekend, Kevin, uh, a busy, busy weekend of football. Couldn't wait for it to start, and it certainly delivered. Oh, that's it, Noel. We, we talked about the famine, and then the feast was coming. So, as you say, the ladies got the, got the whole thing on the way on, on Friday night with the opening round of league fixtures, and then the full round of under 14 games on the Saturday. And um, I think I put a start up. What was there? How many goals were scored? There was, definitely there was no sweepers about in the under 14 games. And then you had the uh, all-county leagues and reserves yesterday, and um, the minor ladies was out tonight, and I believe the under-16 lads are starting tomorrow night. So um, every pitch up and down the country is looking well, no due to underuse, but um, I think over the next few weeks now, that, that'll be tested. Uh, no doubt about that. Damien, of course, uh, you were an international, <coughs> shall we say, uh, making sure that the uh, plans for the Ryder Cup are running smoothly, and... Uh, you could uh, bring us up to date with all that's happening in the world of international sports, I would say. Uh, you asked me today, I know all about uh, how I had neglected the clubs over the weekend, but I hadn't neglected them at all. You want to see the five iron I played to the 16th in an area yesterday, it was fantastic. But eight feet away. Well, could, could you just mention, uh, could I congratulate you, by the way, on the wonderful interview that you did with Declan Bogue. And I have to say, Declan did a great job with the wee article that he did for teamcockmag.com. But it was brilliant uh, that that supportive uh, supportive voice that you that you loaned to Club Action, and then left me and Mr. Kelly to cover the whole thing at, at the weekend. But anyway, that's done and dust. No, listen, me and you, are, we're not aggrieved about that. It's okay. <laughs> I, I want to say before we do go any further, a big thanks to Donald Moore Club and Galway Club uh, for allowing us to to host the game yesterday. It was brilliant, and to John Coyle at Metro CCTV. Himself um, and his, his, I think it's Sean was working with Sean O'Neill. Yeah, Brilliant. good job. Of course, uh, John McChrystal, good man, and you know, Lindsay, who helped us out as well. Brilliant job altogether. Right, Damien, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I missed a few games over the weekend. All right, no, maybe we'll start off in Division 3. Good, good enough place to start um, on our, our wrap up over the weekend. Um, Ergel Cairn went up against uh, Castle Derg. Good one for Castle Derg. No, 4 10 to 1 4 over Ergel Cairn. Interesting thing about that, David. Mean, it was the first game, first adult, uh, male adult game of the weekend. And uh, obviously, Ergel Third is to play and get the, the, the game uh, earlier in the weekend than, than the senior the senior men do. Uh, great performance from Castle Derg. Uh, very, very impressed. Talked to Joe Neal after. Joe Neal was hugely impressed with their level of fitness, level of organisation. And he says, there's no doubt about it, Kevin McChrystal has made a great job of them. <laughs> um, Joe is not a betting man, but he did say that if he had an extra 50p, he would be putting it on the Derek uh, to finish very, very high in the league and make a serious fist of the championship. Well, that's amazing. Funny, funny you're on a big castle, Derek. Like, you know, I know Kevin writing well, and, and I was actually talking to him last week, and he just couldn't wait for the league to start. And uh, he has them well drilled. and. Um, Typically, Kevin, when he, when he throws something at it, it's always 110%. And uh, one thing is, he'll have, he'll have Castle Derg definitely well well tutored and well ready for the, the league as last weekend's performance showed. Yeah, no doubt. 
Yeah, I know when Joan Joan Ailey's a man that won't be throwing out fifty piece. He's he's a he's a five pound note man, like normally where he's throwing out money, so he's in with the big shots. Kalayland, bit of an historic uh, occasion down in Kalayland at the weekend as well. Noel, the first time they fielded a third team and they were up against them. Uh, uh, a couple of things about that, Damien. First of all, Dara Scaffington was our guest last week on the Q&A uh, for, for Division 3, and thanks to Dara for that. Brilliant. He did, did an excellent, excellent job with it. I've been chatting him off and on, and he was just saying that the, 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 the third team was very much made up of players who haven't played for a while or uh, you know, you just haven't had the time, haven't had the inclination. So it's bringing guys back to football. And one of the things about thirds football is there's a fear that if it doesn't go well to start off with, that the interest could win. <laughs> what Darrow said to me is that no, that will not be a problem there because these guys, you know, the results are not important to them. It's, it's the performance and just getting the fact that they're getting game time. Yesterday, actually, um, although uh, Quinn won convincingly, a very, very high score, probably the highest score they've run up in maybe five, six years or not longer. Um, the, the game was much closer than, than the scoreline would suggest. The first half was very, very competitive. Talking to Ryan McCallion last night, and I'll come back to him in a second. But he said the first half was very, very competitive. And it was just the, 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 the Clayland lads sort of ran out of steam again through, through lack of games as much as anything else. To Ryan McCallion and Lily Patterson, I mentioned this to Kevin last night, brilliant achievement for them. And I'm sure there may be one or two other players out in the county who, who this will apply to as well. But we can only comment on what, we're, what we know. And Lily Patterson and Ryan McCallion both began their, their senior playing careers with, with Rumpkin. Lily in 1982, Ryan in 1984. They played in the, 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 the through the 90s, they played in the, in the 90s, they played in the 10s, and then they played in the 20s. Four decades and some achievement. So uh, we, we, we took our special cognizance of that. So big, big one for Drum Quinn. But it was more than just the team was the winners of the weekend. It was the, the entire community. When you see two men like that, they've given so much to football and to the community. Yeah, in the last two games in Group uh, 1 of Division 3, you know, uh, both involved in teams that were relegated last year. Bracca <laughs> up against Cookstown. Uh, and Orney went up against Clannagale. Orney and Cookstown come out winners. It's important that for a team going down that they make an early mark. I think there's something there is for both these teams. Is you, if you can get caught on the side very, very easily. I know from talking to Vincent Langley yesterday that, that uh, uh, Orney have a much, much changed side. A lot of young fellas coming through there and they're going to give them the head this year. They're going to let them get game time. He told me yesterday that, that uh, quite honestly, uh, Clan and Gale were much the better side in the first half, and if the truth be told, he says a draw would have been a fair result. But he says they're, they're not certainly going to put their noses up at three points. And in the case of uh, Cookstown, as you said, Damien, you can you need the early result. As always, the fact that Old Mulligan's back playing with him, although he did, uh, I think yesterday fell foul of the referee. And I saw that incident on on uh, video, and I think that's one that will be overturned quite quite easily. Uh, but um, Great result for Cookstown. You say early games, the one thing you want to do is get the points to the board as early as you can. So they'll be delighted, not only with the one, but the, the nature of the one as well. Yeah, and over in Group 2 then, we had um, uh, um, obviously a win for uh, Killiman over Fintna. Killiman hadn't been going well the last couple of years, but that's certainly a, probably an eye-catching result for them, but the first first time out this year. Kevin and I spoke with this last night when we, when we were just going over things, and, and uh, I had said that... Uh, Kenny Mann aren't the side who, who, who win too often or, or away from home too often. And I was talking to Terry McShane yesterday. He was telling me the Fintan doesn't uh, carry great memories on them because they've lost in the championship there a few times and Fintan have spanked them a couple of times. But yesterday, they really got their act together. Great performance, particularly in the second half, and were deserving winners. Jimmy Doyle and Fintan told me exactly the same. They 
no, no complaints. Uh, Kelly Mann were much the better side. Kelly <coughs> there had a big win over um, Derry Tresk. Well, it was a high-scoring game. It was 316 to 210. I think Daniel Miller did a bit of damage there as well. Um, Neighbours, of course, of Kevin's. The Kalisha men off a good start. Daniel Miller was seven points. A very, very good player. I have to say, both Galway Club and, and Kalisha Club, lots of very, very exciting, talented young players coming through. It's great to see. And the odd redhead, too. We saw one in Dunhamore yesterday as well. Plenty of talent there. But no, good result for Kalisha. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I saw them last year, watched them play uh, several games. Young side, maturing recently. And, uh, you know, I just think that they can keep that panel together. <coughs> They'll be before the year's out. The Drumrah and Kildress game, Noel, turned out to be a very close encounter as well. And the goal in the first half, Gail McNeil got a goal in the first half. I was talking about three yesterday. He said that was the, 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 the deciding score. One ten to ten. Drumrah just couldn't manage to close the gap. And uh, I watched these two teams play last year as well. Uh, again, very, very tight, competitive game. Very, very little between them. But we often say to me, in goals won matches. Matty McGuigan again was at his lethal best. Shane Clare, of course, for Drumrah. Always one of the top scorers and so proved yesterday. Uh, the names that you see there, they're going to continue to pop up. But a uh, big, big one for Kildress. And they'll be delighted with that because we will be wanting to push, make a push this season. And just to dispel your theory about goals winning games, Brackham scored two goals in the game against Asker away from home, but couldn't didn't manage to, to, to win the game. Asker has 16 points to two hit winners over Brackham. Uh, well, interestingly, I spoke to Sean Quinn yesterday and Seamus Arkinson. And Sean Quinn told me the second goal came right at the death. He says it was a two-point hammer, and he says uh, Eskra were very, very impressive. And the blast in the past, Kevin, well, 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 this will bring a smile to his face. Archie Beattie, he says, came on and was absolutely outstanding. Well, I've seen Archie outstanding in many places in the past, but he certainly was outstanding yesterday afternoon. He, he really did pull the strings for, for Eskra. And Sean Quinn says, absolutely no question, very, very deserving winners. There you are, into Division 2, of course, and uh, probably the most eye-catching, one of the most eye-catching results in Division 2 yesterday <coughs> was a win for Stewartstown over Vertown. Kevin, um, 3.13 to 1.11 result for, for Stewartstown. Big scoring. Big scoring, look, we, we all know what Stewartstown have always had quality footballers this last number of years. They've produced a lot of good underage teams and um, maybe they just haven't made that extra transition into senior. I think I think Fergal Logan's back involved with him again this year. And um, um, when you've got a man like Gareth Dalvin, like Gareth Dalvin has been the top of our scoring charts when we've been had them scoring charts. And, and um, I've been years gone by, months over, he may have went to the States for a couple of months or whatever, but if he stays at home, Stuart Stein are, are going to be there and thereabouts. They're going to be fighting, I think, for, for titles or for promotion. Uh, scored 2-8 yesterday, I think. I could be mistaken, but I think he was the top scorer in the opening opening round of fixtures. And uh, two eight is is some some pagan Benny stats imagination. Macaulay Quinn, of course, and a lot of times the player scored the other goal. And um, uh, the opposite end, then Mark Dalvin, who's I think he's only out of minor, he's only a teenager. I think he, he finished up top score for Muirtown with seven points, and Brian McCurran got the goal. But uh, two Stevies, that's, that was their first competitive game from the. Uh, took over Muirtown after the success with Harry Ray, so they know what, what lies in front of them. You know, at the end of the day, you can't conceding three thirteen at home is a big tally, and that's and that's something that they're, they're going to have to um, rectify going forward. And I suppose this Stewartstown team, Kevin, they were very disappointing last year, but you know, we have to remember a number of these lads have won a Grade One Under Twenty One Championship medal not that long ago. 
Grade one under twenty one championship team the 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 one that same team won a grade one under sixteen league and a grade one minor league. So and the one I think they made a one in Ulster, uh, Oaksport. <coughs> Excuse me. So right the way up through through under age, they always had the talent and uh, very unlucky with injuries too. You know, Darren Davins one that springs to mind. He made it two, possibly even three cruciates. Uh, John John Lee as well, an odd talented player. Um, they've, had, they've had very unfortunate injuries. I think Conor Quinn was talking he might have been away this day. I'm not sure if he did go or not, but you know, it's imperative that they keep the exact same players all together because, um, as I said before, Stewartstown have always had, had talented players, and it's just a matter of, of gelling them together and getting them if they hit, if they hit form on, the, on, their, on any given day, um, they'll be a match for anybody in that division. Absolutely, and we had a goal in, absolute, in, in every game in, in, the, in the 24 games yesterday, bar one game, uh, and disappointingly with only 36 points in that game. Uh, Eden Dark, 20 points, Toddy Ray, 16 points, that must have been a bit of a cracker. bit of a cracker, and um, again, it featured two boys that maybe are always on the top of their scoring charts. Again, it was a team, it was a clash between two teams that come down out of senior last year. And you know they're both both teams top scorer were were hitting well in the scoring charts in senior football. So obviously they're going to be even bigger threat in intermediate. And as I proved yesterday, Darren McCurry, um, thirteen points is absolutely unbelievable. Pagan, um, partly Stevie Cord, a very good game too at centre half back with a couple of points. And Harry O'Connell's back on the fold with him again, got a couple of points. So that's all good news for Aidan Dark who. Are probably the favourites to in the intermediate this year. Um, James Darcy, of course, scored machine for Taddy Ray. I think he went in with something like seven points, and Holly Harkin got three. Garth Minner got a couple. So disappointing start for. Well, I wouldn't say disappointing. Aidan Dark was all away from home was always going to be tough, and I suppose a sixteen point return away from home would win the most matches. But they finished up empty handed yesterday. Yeah, and uh, eight goals and 18 points shared between Rock and Neve Owen yesterday. Uh, equally, 4-9 apiece, so that must, have been, that must have been a heck of a game as well. Well, you're on a bit earlier on about historic occasions. That was an historic occasion yesterday with um, first senior competitive fixture for Neve Owen. And um, by all accounts, it was a, it was a, um, a cracking game of football. Um, I think the Rock, the Rock maybe led by... I think it was four or five points at half time. They got a couple of goals in the first half, and um, who got the? I think it was um, Liam. Was it Liam Newton got one of the goals? Um, uh, Nave Owen hit back with a goal from Brandon Boyle from the penalty spot, and uh, but the start of the second half, Aidan McGarty found in that I think three or four minutes in, and all of a sudden there was seven points. It's all over at this stage, and. Brandon Boyle got a goal from playing the first half. He also he scored a penalty in the second half. And then um, Michael Corliss got a goal in injury time to put Dave Owen actually in front. So they come from six or seven down to go a point in front. And they took an injury time score from Liam Nugent um, to, to save the rock. And 4-9 four nine, four nine each was, a, it was definitely a cracking game. Yeah, I mean, as you say, an historic occasion for Dave Owen and a, <laughs> an opportunity to put, the, to put a point on the board on their, on their first day out. Owen Rose, screencast was a bit of a derby battle there up on the up on the hills, and I'm sure Owen Rose uh, were happy enough, maybe with a point or were disappointed, Kevin, given the fact that no Callum McShane. No Callum McShane, I suppose his namesake Ryan McShane scored one two, um, and of course um, Barry Tracy 
um, a Greencastle man um, over on Rose, but um, just WhatsApp contact with Sean Tate. He said it was a game. Is a game they probably should have won, and to finish up, they were maybe fortunate to get a draw. They were in front. Sean Fox got their goal, but um, um, Owen Rose come back, and, and uh, I think Sean Cornelia, if I'm not mistaken, had scored a few points for for um, Greencastle, and then he was black carded. But he actually come back on again, and he actually scored the equaliser deep in the injury time. So probably a point each was a was a good enough result. And, and when you look back to both those teams last year. Um, both got to the Intermediate Championship mm-hmm. semi-finals and both Galway beat Greencastle by a point and um, Owen Rose were only two, uh, Primary only beat Owen Rose by two points. So two teams that maybe are, are going to be in the mix come the end of the, the campaign as well. So I suppose with, with a short league and only having six or seven games, it's imperative not to, to get off to a losing start. So it's maybe a point gained from bo- for both rather than one lost. Yeah, and a team that's supposed to be growing mm-hmm. in confidence over in Group 2, um, Particularly the way they finished Division 2 last year, Barra, Barra, good win down in Strabane, 11 to 10 points. Yeah, 11 to 10 points, and uh, talking to Aidan Harkin last night, he had no complaints. He felt that Barra was the best of the team, and um, again, no surprise, Warner Mullen leading the way in the scoring charts for the Sigersons, and um, Danny McBride went, went in with a few there as well, but uh, Oshin Donnelly was the, um, was the main, main scoring threat for, for Barra on the day. And uh, they just pipped at their goal, their goal proved crucial. And uh, Jaden said they can have no, no complaints. Barra, Barra, he said, ran out deserving winners on the day. Interesting, just on that, you mentioned Barra, no Martin Rogers. He seems to talking to Alan Rogers yesterday in the court and him. Martin Rogers is off the right this year. Well, that'll be a massive blow for, for, for Barra because, like, you know, Alan Rogers, Alan Rogers, we're going to say Alan Rogers. Martin Rogers. Martin Rogers has been to the forefront, and and you know while Bear has been in Division Three, Division Two, um, you know he's a six or seven point a game man. And doesn't matter what grade you're in, senior, intermediate, or junior. You if you take somebody out of the team that's scoring six or seven points every week, it, it puts an awful onus or an awful pressure on the rest of the team to come up with that. And um, definitely, Bear that makes that result even yesterday even more more you know makes it even a better result because says the ban. Stabon is never an easy place to go to to get points, and uh, Barra definitely that would give them a, a huge shot in the arm getting two points out of Sigerson Park. Yeah, uh, the game over in Eglish, two teams, uh, I suppose, arrived <coughs> in Division 2 in two different directions. Eglish been relegated from obviously from Division 1, Ahalu appearing up from Division 3 <coughs> last year, and Ahalu come away with the spoils. And again, that's that was an eye opening one as well. Ahalu first game and back in Division 2, and they came away with a three point win. Listen, it's uh, the um, what do you call it? The um, the theme tonight seems to be historic, <coughs> and here we are again. There was up at the minor ladies game there tonight, and Cusper was over, and he come over to him, and he was at pains to say it was the first time ever that Ahalu have beaten Agnes, their their near rivals or neighbours, in the competitive fixture in fifty years. So um, you can imagine how that's gone down in in, in Ahalu and a party full. Full value for Tain and Donnelly scored a number of points. Um, apparently, Jody McGlone was outstanding in the middle of the field, and uh, Nan McIray got a few scores as well. So they were fully, fully deserving winners. Uh, Luke Donnelly was top scored for Agnes with six points. Seamus Muldoon got two or three. Matthew McLean got a couple. Uh, Ethan Jordan was on target as well. But that'll be a that'll be a disappointing start for for Agnes. You know, having won the intermediate league two years ago and went up to senior and come straight back down again and. 
you know, no different. You know, they'll be, they'll be thinking, well, you know, Ahalu had a junior and the home advantage. They'll be thinking it was, it was, a, it was a way to start off with a win. But Ahalu had any all the ideas and there was no in derby games. Anything can happen. And um, that's surely what happened there yesterday. And there's no doubt Ahalu will, will take a lot from that going forward as well. They're at home to Stavon this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, can build on that. Yeah, and Stevie Donnelly was on a couple of weeks ago, committed with a clean sheet, so he'll be delighted with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, got over to uh, Ahiarn, Noel. Any news from up there? One twenty-four till nine point win over Clacher. Sounds like they've done a bit of a job on Clacher yesterday. First, was, uh, Damien, that uh, I knew Ahiarn had won before I saw the result because I had seven missed calls from Tommy Moss. So <laughs> seven, seven missed calls. So I knew there was something. Uh, with a bad reception, he couldn't get the other. Well, you know, teams, uh, on the phone can be difficult enough for him to say. Every other sort of reception I get in that yard is very, very good. They're good people down there. But no, uh, Dumbo has been named captain, Ron Q, and he, uh, just like Kevin said earlier about uh, Aaron McCurry, uh, Ron took out yesterday 13 points. Tommy says some of the scores they hit were sublime. He said, absolutely brilliant. From every side, every angle, didn't matter. Just anything he hit yesterday was one of those days. But Taha um, were down to 13 men. Men uh, in red in, in car situation, so that certainly wouldn't help them because up to that, the game had been fairly tight. And one thing, and I think Kevin will remember this from last year that uh, Clare made themselves very, very difficult to play against last year, very, very difficult to beat, having only come up from junior football. They certainly made a real fuss of any games that they played, particularly early in the season, and uh, that was the way it was looking out this year, or shaping up rather. And unfortunately, then when the sentence off happened. Uh, IR and then really did find their feet. And um, you know, it's like yourself, Damien. First game, <coughs> probably they find a wee bit of confidence. The score started to flow, high scoring game, and uh, no doubt about it, deserving winners. Also, think too, you know, that um, and, uh, over the years, that um, teams that come up invariably, most of them do well in the first year, and the second year is always the toughest one. So, I've been interested to see how Clacker fared out there. Benny Young got three points as well yesterday. Ethan McHugh got three, and, and uh, the goal come from Paddy McNulty. But uh, interestingly, Clacker had two men lined, as you said, and one of those players was fell foul of the of the new rules. Um, <coughs> partly uh, was black carded, and the, the ten minutes was up, but he come he come back on the field before the referee said he could come back on. So that is a, a yellow card followed by a red. So, you know, I it's but I wouldn't agree with those rules. But that's the first or the only one I heard over the weekend. Now that happened. That's the old thing about common sense, you know. As a pity, you know, because the guy probably thought he was entitled to come on when the ten minutes were up. But obviously, the referee thought saw it differently. But I think both. actually, in, even in the same game, I think Ronnie Mac to me maybe got black carded in, in the same game. But he he come on. Um, he waited for the referee to, to wave him on. So. Um, but I suppose just in the white heat of battle, you just be you're counting down the seconds to get back into action again, and um, he obviously overstepped the mark. But it's, I don't know about that now. Getting the second, second and blow, no doubt. Yeah. <clears throat> the last game in Division Two, then. Um, that was a comprehensive enough victory for Gorton over a hard seven point victory, two fourteen to one eleven. Yeah. Again, six point victory. Gorton traditionally at home are always a very, very dogged, very, very hard team to beat. Anybody gets points in Gorton definitely has earned them. And that's the way it has always been any time ever I've been there. And uh, again, look, when you've got a, um, a scoring machine like Sean O'McAleer, I, I think he hit nine points yesterday. 
you've always you've always got a chance. And um, uh, Shane Clark, I think, got a goal right at the end, but they put the icing on the cake. But again, I think they were full, full value for the win. Um, Derek Yavna and uh, Liam Connolly, Martin McElhatton were among the points for Ahar, but uh, the Ahar camp had no complaints on the day that, that uh, Gorton were deserving with it. Yeah, it's one of those things you say, Kevin, Gorton is a very, very good point out of. You always, it's always a battle, it's always a real determined. I have to say, I have to, great admiration for, for Gorton because the way they, they, they produce the, 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 the performance that they do, it's all about heart and commitment. Um, now, Sean, Sean Rogue Magalier, particularly, that, that, you see the scoring machine, you know, when he's in form, they can be difficult enough to beat them. As I say, the way the championship runs this year, it'll be interesting to see, but they're not too many going facing them. We've already named there six or seven whatever teams in intermediate football there, and you know there's a scoring machine here in every one of them, and you know it's 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 going to be very very interesting. I think the intermediate championship this year is wide open, and uh, you know as the results showed yesterday, when Agnes, a team from Division One, coming down and getting beat by Ahalu or up from Division Three, and it's it's um it's just going to leave it very interesting in the way the the season is too. We've been compressed into you know a number of weeks. And again, it's gonna it's gonna boil down to staying energy free and, and suspension free, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next number of weeks. I just hope that uh, the football, the start we got yesterday, I just hope it's maintained over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, we'll give you this to the game to start. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <coughs> the games are coming back and fast, and of course we'll be back out next uh, Sunday again. But uh, just before we went to Division One, Noel, maybe we'd spend a second or two just with the. Division one ladies or division two, division one, two and three ladies was out at the weekend. Wins for Argyle. Sorry, Argyle lost to Kalishal in the in their opening encounter. Donoghue lost to some McCartans. Big win for McCartans. Cookstown beat Glenelg and Ahiar and beat Oma in Division One. Yeah, well, listen. The the only possible surprise that was there was the fact that Argyle lost at home. But having uh, talked to to the sources that I have. Uh, the certainly Kalisha were deserving winners, no, no, no doubt about it. it Maybe the comments a bit of a shock, but Kalisha on the on the night, Grania Rafferty is particularly impressive. And uh, just from that that team, I watched them last year particularly. Um, there's no doubt the, the talent that they have. It's just a matter of finding consistency because, like their men team, they have a lot of very very talented young players coming through, and uh, that showed on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, Division Two, but only lost to Ardbo, Carrick Moore beat Eden Dark, Trillick beat their neighbours Dermore, and Dermora were lost to Yabba. Yeah, the one result there, I suppose, that, that was no no surprise, certainly was the Carrick Moore result. I was talking to Cathy McAleer after it, and I said, She's up like a team that's in a hurry to get back to senior football. And she says, Well, we certainly played the they got tonight, and we're delighted with the performance. High scoring game for them, big, big, big result. The surprising one might be. Uh, Cabot's having an extra drum and well in there, but two late goals. And <coughs> Clark Cahern and I think the second goal came. Uh, that'll come to me, but uh, Cabot were just sort of snatched it at the end. But once again, for Drumra, Lee Woods, inspirational and driving a real driving force. In fact, in the first half, when Drumra were leading by two or three points, Lee Woods broke through and rattled the crossbar. And Brian O'Connor told me after the crossbar was still rattling at half time. It was such a shock. No goal from it, and and Cabot got ahead, and then two late goals, and uh, Terry Terry uh, McCusker was got the other goal, and that uh, was what sealed the win for them. 
Yeah, and Division 3 then, home advantage really counted because uh, Barabit Clannagale, Galbley won over uh, Colleen, mm-hmm. I think, yes, was that? And, and Trano beat Rock in the in Division 3. And then in Junior B, Merton had a big win over Ahalu and uh, Stewartstown were the only team that lost at home to Owen Rose. Yeah, well, Owen Rose uh, doing a lot of work. Liam McKeague was giving me the details on that one. Certainly um, went there, determined to win, and that's exactly what they did. Colleen went to Galbley and I was talking to Ronald McSherry. Mm. expect them to produce a performance and win, but uh, Galbley picked them. But Berra, uh, Berra certainly decided, I think, this year, and that great of football it would be interesting. Yeah. It was in Clown McGill, served up a really, really good game. But uh, Elizabeth McGarvey was a bit like uh, a score machine in most teams, and she was a score machine at the weekend. She was a uh, top scorer and magnificent. Yep, let's uh, let's turn our attention now to Division One, and um, we had a number, obviously, of very close encounters in those uh, in Division One as well. Kelly Clogher had a five points to spare over Pomeroy at home, and I believe Tierney McCann did the goal. Yep, and I think the three McCann brothers all um, featured on the score sheet: Tiernan, Conan, and Anushin, of course, Mark Bradley. Um, Mark also had a had a penalty save right at the end there to make it even more convincing, but. I suppose um, Kelly Clara would have been in that game as favourites, um, but Pomeroy are, are a very dogged team and, and a good side that, that were only out of senior football for a year. And um, again, that Kieran McGeary, Ali McCreese, uh, boys that got Ryan Lahan were among their points. So um, no doubt, uh, Pomeroy, I think, I think they've got Arabo at home this weekend, so they'll be looking to bounce back. And of course, Arabo having lost yesterday as well, that, that should be a good game at Plunkett Park at the weekend. At least yep. into the Arbo game, Kevin. They were one point uh, losers up against uh, Carrick Moore. Good, good result for Carrick Moore down in, and I believe Johnny Monroe's uh, down in Arbo. And I believe Johnny Monroe's back featuring for Carrick Moore again. Johnny Monroe's back featuring, and, and look, the young, a few young boys there coming through. Darkin McBride was playing, Kieran Daly was playing, them young lads from you know, come through this last couple of years, but um, you can't keep good men down. Um, Mark Donnelly got their goal after six minutes. <laughs> And uh, Marty Panrose kicked six points. And um, um, Arbo, I think, um, Kenneth Moore, maybe five or six points up, and Arbo come back to level with a goal from uh, Michael Lynn. And um, it was, I think it was 113 apiece, and it was looking like a draw, and Mark only popped up with the, the winner. So they have, a, they have a good mix of youth and experience there, and, and uh, Rui Lahren's back playing them as well. So... Um, um, Gagmore um, seemed to go in the right, the right direction. Yeah, I suppose, uh, speaking of a team, obviously making an impact or trying to make an impact in Division 1, Locke McCrory, they would have maybe fancied their chances up against Dungannon. Kevin travelling over to Dungannon in the opening round. Um, but Dungannon did the business to come away with a three-point win, 12 points to 1-6. Uh, I, I think, I could be wrong, I think the two teams maybe meet each other in the championship. Um, so... Um, I look McCrory, I suppose, um, again, done well last year to come up via the, the playoffs when, when um, it, was, it was a tough route to take. Uh, but Dungan are, are difficult opponents at O'Neill Park. It's, um, it's a great venue to play at. And uh, when any Clark say they have their tails up, they're, they're hard to beat. And, and again, interestingly, um, Paul Donaghy made his debut for Dungannon yesterday, the former Aiden Dark player, and uh, went in with a few points. And Patrick Malloy, Connor McKee, Kiefer Morgan were all along, among the scores. Daly Jones, 
Gahar Gallagher got the uh, the Lock McCurry goal, and Oshin O'Kane, Big Oshin, was among the scores. Hit a forty-five for Lock McCurry. So Lock McCurry probably take a take something out of it as well. It was, it was there was only three points in it at the end, Damien. But um, I suppose again uh, they'll be looking to, to hopefully bounce back when they get home home advantage this weekend. Paul yeah. Donnelly, he's lost in dark, isn't he? <clears throat> Massive loss, in Dark, Noel, a real quality player, and. Um, you know, as I say, most players have a night-night attacker. If you've got two in club football, you're doing very well. But probably Aidan Dark, um, Aidan Dark, when they were, when they were full out this last couple of years, maybe had as many as three. And uh, you know, when you've got three players that need need watched every every minute of the game. It's, it's you just can't afford to switch off. And uh, you know, Paul Donnelly's lost Aidan Dark will certainly be doing Gannon's game because. Um, they have a very young team, good team coming up through the ranks as well. There's the last few years have done a lot of work at youth level, and uh, you know, Clarks just could be um, could be a team that maybe um, will maybe make a few people sit up and take notice this year. Yeah, yeah. Turn our attention now to Erica Kieran. The Erica Kieran lost oh. to uh, Moy one fourteen to three nine. Um, disappointing outing for Johnny McBride, the first time in charge of the Erica team. I but look, it was looking at the score, the way the scores come, it, it it looked as if it was a game that was going according to plan. Um, you know, they were they were five points up a minute into injury time, and uh, you know to, uh, that'll be the one thing that'll hurt them the most. That the fact that they lost, they lost such a lead. I know Sean Chapman, I think, had bagged the goal early on. Um, no, I beg your pardon. I think it was Ryan Coleman. Sorry, he got their first goal. Um, Peter Hart was was got a few points for for Eric and and uh, Peter McCartan got their goal. Because I say five points up at home to um, to Moy is very on on Ergel Lake, and um, I think it, I think it was Cavan got a goal to, to sort of uh, maybe it was more of a people were thinking it was a consolation score because I think it was three minutes into injury time, maybe four minutes into injury time, but then Ryan Coman popped up with an all goal and, and that won the day and. A brilliant result for the Moy. Any time you get anything into the Moy, you, you have to earn it, and uh, they'll they'll def, definitely take a lot from that result, Damien. Yep, and uh, finally into Group Two, Division One. Noel will uh, spare Kevin's blushes for the for the uh, time being. Done up more against Galbley. That was a very decent win for Galbley in the opening day uh, in Division One. Yeah, well, just going back to something Kevin said earlier, but teams that move up a division, sometimes it takes them a while to find their feet. Yeah, in the first half yesterday, looked like a team who were struggling to find their feet, and the their, their big name players, the Liam Rafferty's and and and, and didn't have a, a huge impact, particularly in the first half. But uh, done it more well in the storm, so to speak. Galway had a lot of possession, created a lot of opportunities, just didn't take them. Or done it more. Uh, were, were, were well, they made the best of what they had, limited opportunities, but they still reached the half time muscle, needing seven points to two. And in truth, Galway should have been. Um, a point ahead because they missed two fantastic opportunities of goals and the big worry there for I'm sure for the Galway supporters, Galway management and so on was that they were going to be paid uh, for missing those chances. But in the second half, and I mentioned this to Kevin after, uh, young lad Oshie McGee, who I thought they made have taken off, he wasted a few balls in the first half, but they gave him uh, a second half and I have to say everything he touched turned to gold in the second half. He really had a very, very impressive performance. But Galway really did find their feet and they dominated possession, uh, they created the chances, they uh, had two, two penalties and Liam Rafferty took both, converted both. The second penalty led to a black card for Larkin Quinn and goals, 
and uh, that certainly had, a, had an impact. But not only did they, they play some good attacking football, but defensively, they were absolutely superb. And even in the last five minutes, they mean when they could have taken the foot off the gas and they could have let Donald uh, Moore get a couple of scores. There were three or four times where there was diving blocks that prevented scores. Last minute tackles, excellent stuff, where they forced the turnover, very disciplined in the tackle, and then they broke a pace and was that breaking a pace. And John Murphy's willingness to work hard up front that uh, at the end won them the three points and made it look a very, very comfortable victory. And in truth, it was a comfortable victory. And uh, as I say, there's always bragging rights in the parish. And I can tell you, when the Galway men left the field yesterday, I've never seen smiles as broad uh, as I did yesterday afternoon. I and that's one of the things that boosts know about a team coming off, um, you know, such a successful season last year. Um, normal circumstances, they would have wait four or five months and they'll be back into play again. But you know, Galway have had to bide their time and wait, and you know, the momentum hasn't been there in terms of coming off a successful season. They've had to wait, and it's one of those games where. I suppose Donald Moore might have been targeting them earlier on and thinking, yeah, we can we can grab a we can grab a couple of points off these guys early here, but the momentum seems to be building on this Galbi side. Well, you see, you just mentioned the momentum. Momentum sometimes takes a while. Um, had had the season started when we were expected to start, I, I think Galbi would have hit the ground running. But that gap that there was, uh, certainly, while, while the hunger's still there, you know, it's a bit like uh, lambs taking to the field in early spring. They don't always have their feet. But Galway took them a wee while yesterday to find their feet. They certainly, once they settled and, and the changes they made, they, you know, what, what impressed me most about them was that every sub that they brought on had an impact, really was, was influenced the game and contributed handsomely to, to the, the, the result and the performance. Um, what do you call him a six, Kevin? Uh, Centre-back. Uh, Ronan Nugent. Ronan Nugent, I may be wrong, it looks six foot three. Uh, but played like he was six foot ten. He absolutely was massive. He caught ball. He, he fetched ball. He had two great points. He to me, it was a, a really, really outstanding performance. A player who just goes about his business, but does it very, very effectively. And when you have the likes of Conor Quinlan there mopping up around the back and then carrying the ball and driving forward and pushing forward and creating chances and, and, and you know taking the ball out of the tight spots. I just this is a team definitely. Who are uh, on on the on the way up, and uh, they, they they've got their first the, the first points. The fact that it was against their biggest rivals, that game is now behind them. But it's worth. I mean, I would believe that yesterday's performance and yesterday's result is worth much more than just the two points that they got for. Yeah, and I suppose like they're part of maybe a half a dozen teams that be looking at the potential of you know pushing on towards the top of that table and maybe. Um, pushing into a league final. Talking of the league champions from last year, they didn't have the result that they needed in down in, uh, in Yardron Park at the weekend. I suppose they lost out <coughs> to Roma, won eight to nine points uh, loss for Dromore, but victory for Roma on the night. Uh, probably a strange game for both teams because obviously they're coming up against each other in the championship, and which was a surprise, you know, that actually that the, the league the, there was two or three uh, fixes I got yesterday of, of championship opponents playing each other. But um, listen, that team I think was was prepared to give anything away. I think I think now Sloan's possibly probably the uh, the more captain this year. I think he took the toss yesterday, and that was the only thing he did. Uh, he didn't play. Uh, Connor Miller didn't play. Um, I think it was it was. What he called enough, it was. It didn't seem as if it was getting any great heights. And then 
and then there's a few explosive incidents and you know, disappointingly from from Callum McCarran and Remore's point of view, and for the, for the player obviously himself, as he transferred back to to to, to Remore, and I think he only lasted two minutes yesterday with a shoulder injury. So hopefully that's not too bad for Cal. I hope, I hope, I'm sure we all join in that and wish him the best. I hope it's not um, a serious injury because he's had he's had a few tough ones there this last way. But um, look, Oma Oma will take a lot from that that win as well, even though it, it is only two points. The um, Finished the game with 12 men, and um, again, Roman O'Neill, not for the first time in his career, was was a top performer or top scorer, kicked a number of points. And I think he, I think he scored a lovely goal. I think it was a chip goal over over the head of Peter Ward. So, listen, Oma will take the two points, and they'll be happy enough with that. But they're well aware, and as hard to more that um, there's a bigger game lies ahead in a couple of weeks. Time. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Derry Lahan, of course, a home game to Coal Island. Uh, at the weekend, Cal Island just showing their consistency that they have shown in the last number of years to come away with a victory. Won 14 to 10 points, I think, over Derry Lahan. And uh, that's a decent start for the Fianna again. It is. And again, you know, uh, the good set of scores too. And Evergreen plucked a got the only goal of the game. Uh, Paddy McNeese was among the scores. Cormac O'Hagan, Bailey Leonard, the Quinn brothers, Tiernan and Cahar, and uh, Michael McKernan as well. So, but Coal Island are, are a team that, um, when you're talking about major honours, O'Neill Cups and Senior Leagues, you, you have to have them in the free time. And you think back to last year when they were defending champions, half-time probably come at the wrong time for them in the semi-final against Tillich. They, they looked as if they were well in control, but fair play to Tillich, they, they changed things around the second half and ran out deserving winners. But, but Coal Island are, are, are a real, real quality team, and they're going to have to be because... Uh, obviously, they opened the championship on the 13th of August against the Rahleys, and that's a game that everybody's going to be looking forward to. Uh, Derry Lahan, I think they huffed and puffed for, for a while, and uh, you know, Derek Kearney, Thomas Kearney, Fergie McCaskey were among their points in that there, but uh, talking to Paddy Gervin last night, no complaints again, just felt that just colliding with the better team on the day, and, and uh, they took the spoils. Well, speaking of Clano, you'd mentioned them earlier, uh, Kevin. That's probably the most impressive victory this weekend. County champions uh, up against county champions Trillick. Body Donnelly making his return to uh, club football uh, again at the weekend. Uh, I'm sure Trillick were delayed to have him back, but they'll probably not be that happy about the result. I don't think Trillick are too worried about that result, to be honest. It, 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 was, it was surprising, that maybe the, the, the gap, but um, from out of here, you know, the. Um, I think there might be just a few players on giving them a gallop. Um, you know, Tillich traditionally over the last number of years aren't a team, you know, the league, their championship team, that's, that's where they, their championships are bread and butter. And I think yesterday, the, the, Lee Brennan was, was taken off, Richie Donnelly was taken off. You say Matty was a full forward, um, first competitive game back from, from a very serious injury. So, you know, they were... What they'll take out of yesterday was the fact that maybe a wee bit of work to do, fair enough, but they come out of it injury free, and that's the biggest thing. But again, don't, you know, as we talked about home venues there, you know, Clinos, Rockley Park's probably one. I think the point that Kevin's making there, Damien, is that O'Reilly. Just go back there, Kevin. Just, just come back. We'll we'll just we'll we'll stop the recording there, and we'll go back into that again. If you just take it from O'Reilly Park. 
I uh, Rotley Park's a real, real tough venue to get to get results. It doesn't matter, you know, if a Clano team's playing with confidence or if they're not. They're always a, a very, very hard team to beat there. And, a, and another club who always have serious players, uh, attacking players especially. You know, when Big Don McNulty got a goal there yesterday, when he's on song, hey, is there a better full forward in the county in club football? Uh, PJ Lavery got a goal as well, another you know star player for them over the years. Young Ren McCabe got the third goal, up and coming player. You know, Clano have serious players as well, and you know this is all brewing up towards them and Clan Island in, in a couple of weeks' time. And you know, unfortunately, it it um it is it is a short season, but it's it's just the way the Throne Championship is. Like that's going to be one of the big hitters going out at the first hurdle. But what a game that's going to be! And Clano showed yesterday. When they get the bit between the teeth, just how quality and effort they are. But as I say, going back to, I don't think they're going to be losing any steep over losing the two points yesterday. Be just looking into the, you know, everybody talks about the championship, but realistically, it was only one team. It's very obvious that only one team can win the championship every year. But you take a look at the league this year and the way it's structured. Um, two or three defeats in the league is probably going to count a lot of teams out of the picture for the for the honour of trying to win the league title. How important, next weekend is probably as equally as important in terms of sort of setting the trend here over the next couple of weeks? Well, I think if you, if, if you, if you think about it, Damien, if teams lose their first two league games, you know, there's apart, apart from the fact that you have no points, there's also so much disparity and it can, can mm-hmm. insert momentum and not confidence. And that's, that can be a problem, especially with the championship, not that far away. But you have to say that... Uh, to, to get an age for the championship, you want to be playing good competitive football. And if you're playing against teams and you you have something to fight for, something to, to go for, that's that incentive will certainly make a difference. But you just wouldn't want to be, as I say, the more lose this weekend to Galway, uh, that's them three games played, no no points. That certainly wouldn't be the start uh, that they'd be hoping for. An Arbo uh, would be the same. That you know the situation they got Gary Long, the teams lost the weekend, and and, and Lock McCurry as well. They cannot afford to make it. Two games, two defeats. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I suppose there's plenty to look forward to this weekend as well. There's a full round of fixtures this weekend. A lot, as you say, no, a lot of youth games happening this week. Uh, and the pitches, if they were getting a rest over the last three months, they're certainly going to be bothered uh, over the next uh, over the next three months. Yeah, I'm funny just thinking that Kevin mentioned there about the 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 Clyland, uh, Championship match. And, you know, there's been all sorts of talk about crowds and, and no crowds. And people I spoke to who were at matches yesterday, it was, was absolutely no bother. People who did attend matches spread out well and, and, and one thing and another. But obviously the championship might be a different thing and, and, and the numbers will be limited. So what I would suggest in the county board is if you have a ballot and they sell the tickets at £50 a time and, and, and the first 50 names out will get the tickets to the Trinneau-Colainan uh, game. We have to cover the course for the press, so we're okay. But um, it certainly will be a way to generate interest and, more importantly, generate for the, the county board. There you go, folks. There's uh, no one begins uh, where the... I, the, I, the, I, the, I think them uh, tickets would fetch a lot more in the black market. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that's a good enough idea, no, but I think the press corps should get um, at least two of those tickets each. Because I, I know where I'd be, do- I'd be doing with my two. <laughs> Well, I'll say nothing. <laughs> well, folks, that's uh, that's about uh, wraps up our review of this Monday evening. Our thanks, of course, to LCC Group 
um, for their support over the last uh, three months or l- last number of months for all of our uh, Monday night shows. Of course, we'll be back next Monday night again, once again, to bring you a wrap-up of all the games this weekend and more details this week on which game we'll be covering at the weekend. But uh, until next Monday night, folks, uh, a very good evening to you.